0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available on YouTube so make sure and head on over and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. All right, so in this episode, we're going to talk about the Washington Capitals and some notes from the players. How do they feel like they played in the last game? We'll talk about that in the next segment after that. We will talk about about the Washington Capitals and the defense. Yes, everyone talks to me when I bring up the netminding situation. They say, Dan, it's not the netminding. It's the defense. We'll talk about the defense. And then in the final segment, we will talk about Game 5, what I consider to be a must-win game. And then we'll talk about the netminding situation in Game 5, who it's going to start. It seems like a no-brainer that it's going to be Ilya Samsonov, but who is that who it will be? All right, to start off this show, Tom Wilson is still out at practice today. Lower body injury, Um, you know, that is just kind of what the Capitals are facing at this point, is Tom Wilson's status of being day-to-day. And uh, I guess if there's one thing I can say about it is that if his status is still considered to be day-to-day, that is a good sign. And what do I mean when I say that's a good sign? Well, knee injuries are generally something that don't heal overnight. And I would tend to think that if it was a substantial knee injury, that they would just say that he's done for the season and that would be it. So I think that there is an encouraging encouraging sign that uh, if Tom Wilson is still considered to be day-to-day, that there is a chance that he will return to the team, if not in this series, uh, next series Uh, The Washington Capitals had an open practice today. It was Hunter Shepard, Vitek Vanacek, Irwin Kempney, and Axel Janssen-Fialby. In practice, So some of the extra guys are getting some work and that's good because they need to be fresh uh, because as the Washington Capitals head to back to Florida, they are going to need uh, an extra player if someone gets injured or, you know, whatever they may encounter. So all those depth players are vital. And uh, as we'll talk about here later, too, with the Hershey Bears being out of the playoffs, uh, they can call up their extra players or what they call the black aces. All right, so also Carl Hagelin is also on the other side of the ice skating in a blue non contact jersey. And that's just a really um, encouraging sign to see him skating out there uh, because, as you know, he sustained a pretty major injury. And, uh, you know, I'm just talking about uh, Carl the person. I'm not talking about Carl the skater here. I wish nothing but the best for him because, you know, he suffered a pretty major eye injury at practice. And, uh, you know, eyes are nothing that you want to mess with. You know, like my mom used to say, you only have two of them, Dan. You don't want to, you don't want to mess them up. It seems like a no-brainer, but, you know, it's something to to heart there. So we hope that uh, Carl Hagelin makes a full recovery. And then also we're going to talk about TJ Oshie's hit on Sam Bennett. Yes, that big hit by TJ Oshie on Sam Bennett that led to a scoring play. No supplemental discipline coming from the Department of Player Safety for TJ Oshie's hit on Sam Bennett. So when I watched it, and if you want to watch it back, it looked like a clean uh, play to me as well. As it turns out, the Department of Player Safety thought it was as well. And let's be honest, I think that all the Washington Capitals fans kind of knew that it was a clean play. But uh, a lot of the Florida Panthers um, coaches and fans, I'm sure, they wanted to say it was a bad play. And and they, they were hoping for nothing but bad things from that play. With hits like this, Department of Player Safety always looks to see if the head was the main point of contact. With no discipline coming, pretty clear they determined it was not. So they saw what we saw. They saw that it was a clean hockey hit, kind of in the center ice there. Like I said, it led to a scoring play. And uh, let's move on. T.J. Oshi is fine, so let's not try to drag his name through the mud. And then we're talking here next about the players and what they think about how the Capitals played. You know, in a situation like this, it's easy to start panicking. You know, the Capitals were up. You know, they played well in Florida. Then they came back to Washington. Then they're heading back to Florida. So the momentum was really in the Capitals' uh, favor. But, you know, it was kind of just a late moment uh, thing that happened in the game where uh, Burnett, the head coach, uh, ended up pulling his goalie early. And uh, the Florida Panthers, who were only down by one goal, like I say, I remember watching that and thinking to my what are you going to do? What are you doing here? It's going to end up being you're down by two goals. Well, as it turned out, it ended up working out in the Panthers' favor as they came back and winning it in overtime. We are not panicking, he said of the mentality of this postseason. At the end, it was bad bounces and goes in, but you know how I said it's going to be a tough, long series, Ovechkin said, so move on, forget about it, and move on. In third period, it was everything in our hands. Eventually, that's how it is, Evgeny Kuznetsov added. We're going to play a best of three right now. There is no panic. Still a pretty good chance. And, you know, I got to think that once you get to the level of being an NHL player, that that's going to have to be kind of the mindset that you have. You can't uh, sit there and panic about every little thing. Otherwise, I don't think you would have made it to the level of an NHL player. Um, so I think that to have a level head and just a real kind of perspective over the situation is key. And uh, like we were talking about earlier in the show, Tom Wilson, and just the impact of him not being out on the ice, because there are a lot of tough guys in the league. And uh, Tom Wilson is a bit of a four-leaf clover, I got to say. Not only does he have that intimidation factor, um, He also is a great goal scorer. Uh, He is in the top three of the Washington Capitals with 20 plus goals. So unlike a lot of the other quote unquote goons in the league, see Ryan Reeves, et cetera, he can actually score. And uh, so Tom Wilson is still missed out there. His physical play, but also his goal scoring touch as well. Justin Schultz. It's not going to go your way every night. You can't hang your heads. It's a new day, and we've got some important games coming up here. We'll learn from it and get back to work tomorrow, defenseman Justin Schultz said. And uh, just to kind of echo what uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin said, just just keep it in check. The, the series is tied, and uh, let's just hope for uh, bigger and better things uh, tonight as the Washington Capitals return back to Florida. Now you're thinking to yourself, they're playing on the road. How could that be a good thing? It is a good thing for the Washington Capitals. As you know, statistically speaking, the Washington Capitals have played better on the road Coach Peter Laviolette chimes in. He says the third period was our best period. We came out and played hard. The first half of the game was kind of mucked up by power plays and penalty kills, and there wasn't a lot of five on five, not many five on five chances. We gave up a little bit too much four on four, but we pushed in the third period and we got where we wanted. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. We cannot get drugged down to the level of the Florida Panthers. They would love nothing more than to engage us in a physical game, a physical game that's going to see some of the best Washington Capitals players in the penalty box. That is not what the Washington Capitals want, but I think that that is the game that's being dialed up by the Florida Panthers because they know if we have some of our most elite players in the penalty box, they can unleash some of their great goal scoring power. That team is stacked from the floor to the rafters with uh, goal-scoring potential, so they would love nothing more than to uh, keep us in the penalty box. Again, they fired a lot of shots, Lavulette said. That's what I was saying. The second period probably wasn't our best period. The first wasn't a good reflection of five-on-fives. It's power play, penalty kill, power play, penalty kill, etc., and it's just the period's broken up. I thought in the third period, we got moving in the right direction and pressed and we got to where we wanted, but there's not a lot of room out there for five on five. And that is the key to success in this uh, game tonight is five on five hockey. We cannot spend too much time in the penalty box. And like I said in the previous podcast, I think that the refs are calling a bit too tight of a game. Yes, that's a thing, calling too tight of a game. Um, You know, statistically, it's kind of a fun thing. You know, you can uh, rack up a bunch of points and it's a clean game. But to an observer, to the person that's watching it at home and probably the person watching it live... It's pretty boring. And I got to say that the last game, you know, there were pretty good chunks of the game that were a little bit dry. So that's what I would say. I think that the refs should keep the whistles in their uh, pockets for um, a majority of the game and stop calling those ticky tacky goals out there, those soft goal or soft uh, penalties out there, and uh, just let the, the players get out there to playing hockey and what they do best and I think that'll be good for everyone uh, because, you know, like I say, it was a bit stifling in that game out there where they were calling every single play here and there and everywhere. And uh, But I will say this, that I think that uh, whoever wins the game tonight wins the series. It's all about momentum. They played in Florida. They played in Washington. They're back in Florida. Whoever wins the game tonight wins the series. That is my take. That is my opinion on it. And uh, we'll see if that's true or not. But I think that that is the way it is trending. All right, after the break, we are going to talk about the Washington Capitals' defense. Yes, the defense. Every time I bring up the net mining situation, they say, Dan, it's not the net mining, it's the defense that's horrible. Is that what's really horrible? We'll talk about that. But first... This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a person behind the counter orders parts on their computer choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for For the same parts from a chain auto parts store, example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353. From uh, rockauto.com, $216. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore they're easy-to-use website to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. In there. how-did-you-hear-about-us so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need,
1: rockauto.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: Thank you for making On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in this next segment, like I was talking about, we are going to talk about the defense situation for the Washington Capitals you know, everyone says that it's the defense that's the weakness. It's not the net minding. Let's take a look at the numbers and see if that is reflects reality. If you take a look at the uh, defense, and I ask the people that like to bring up that debate, I say, who are you going to bring out of the lineup uh, to put in? If there is this weakness in defense, who are you going to plug in? So let's take a look at John Carlson, arguably the best defenseman in Washington Capitals history, 78 games played, 17 goals, 54 assists, a plus 13 rating. That's pretty solid. Are you going to take John Carlson out of the lineup? I don't think so. He is a solid player. Next on the list, Dmitri Orloff, 76 games, 12 goals, 23 assists with a plus 25 rating. Dmitry Orloff, a rugged defenseman with has offensive power, are you going to take him out of the lineup? I don't think so either. So as we go down the list here, we take a look at Justin Schultz. And if I would pick one player knee-jerk reaction to take out of the defense and it would be Justin Schultz. Justin Schultz, who is coming up on a new contract anywhere. He's going to be a free agent. He is the one that I would say is uh, most likely going to be the expendable player. It is a club option on that, is the caveat, I will say. In 74 games played, he had four goals, 19 assists, and a minus 15 rating. Um, And, you know, I know that Justin Schultz has his fans out there. Some people think he does a really great job, and I don't think that he does a horrible job, uh, but I don't think that they're going to end up keeping him. I think that they ultimately think that they have enough in-house uh, and I kind of tend to agree that they do. Uh, Justin Schultz was picked up. And, you know, I think that he did a good job for the Capitals. By and large, uh, the statistics on him aren't uh, the greatest. Um, next on the list is Nick Jensen. 76 games, 5 goals, 16 assists, uh, 32 rating, plus 32 rating. So I think that Nick Jensen's job is pretty safe as well. And then we get to Martin Ferravari. Martin Ferravari is a player that should have been playing on the Capitals earlier and they happen to get Chara and uh, Martin Faravari is a younger, better form of uh, uh, Chara anyway. He's just a better skater, a better defenseman. Um, you know, I think that Chara did a good job for the Washington Capitals to an extent. He was a bit slow out there. And uh, when you take a look at him, you kind of he kind of looks like an ogre, like he doesn't know a lot, but that's not really true. Uh, Chara is actually quite intelligent if you ever listen to him talk. But in any case, Martin Faravari is definitely an upgrade in that position. So I would say that Martin Faravari should stay. He is a guy that played in Hershey for a while, looking for his opportunity, and he has made the most of it. He brings that physical presence out there uh, that the Washington Capitals are looking for. Next on the list is Trevor Van Reemsdijk. In 72 games, one goal, 16 assists, a minus three rating. So Trevor Van Riemsdyk is uh, a player that, you know, I would say that might be someone uh, that they can move on as well. I know that, uh, you know, when he plays out on the ice, it's not necessarily a flashy play, but I think that he brings a certain level of intangibles to the ice. Uh, because I've heard some people say that, you know, maybe he isn't the best defenseman out there. But you got to look at it from this perspective, is that he, rarely is he a healthy scratch. Um, he was last year, um, or he w- wasn't in the act of a lineup. He was, uh, yeah, the healthy scratch. But this year, he's been in the lineup most every game. And uh, there's a reason for that. You know, like when I was talking with J.J. Regan, he was saying, Dan, when you look at these players, it's easy to make an assessment as a fan. But it's the coaches that really know what's going on. You got to think that when you get to the level of the NHL that uh, they have great coaches. They don't just hand out those jobs to anyone. It's not like you get a scratch off and you go, I want a head coaching job. That's not the way it works. So uh, to a certain extent, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and think, you know, that I would do things this way and that way. We really got to kind of put our faith in the system and kind of know that, uh, you know, if the Capitals uh, players aren't performing well and the coaches aren't getting the performance out of them that they need, that they will either replace the coach or the player. Uh, but in this case, I think that, you know, like I say, the the players that I've gone over so far are pretty solid, uh, save except for Justin Schultz. Um, I think that, you know, just based on the fact that he's up, uh, going to be a free agent anyway, I think that they could probably move uh, on from him as well. And uh, then you just start looking at some of the more depth players. It's Matt Irwin and Michael Kempney. And uh, Michael Kempney is not... Uh, he's not the Michael Kempney of old. Do you remember when the Washington Capitals first got him? And, you know, he was kind of an unknown. Um, he w- he played, you know, uh, you, hear, you heard his name around the league, but it didn't stand out as being like this really great player. And it was either, I want to say, the fir- uh, first one or two years he played really great and played a pivotal role uh, in the Washington Capitals team. And then he sustained that major injury and missed a good chunk of time. And he was never quite... Uh, the same player as he was. Uh, Michael Kempney is a guy that, you know, I would say at this point in his career is a good depth defenseman. But uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, the Capitals are going to have any issues moving on from him if that's what's called upon. But... With that being said, you know, they do need those depth players because players do get injured. And, uh, you know, especially in the playoffs here, you got to be ready for anything. Uh, that's when I was talking about in that uh, optional skate. A lot of time, those extra players, a healthy scratch, you know, you see Matt Irwin and Michael Kempney, that's when those guys get in action because they know that the role that they play on the team is vital and uh, they have to really be ready at a moment's notice. And in a lot of ways, that's almost more difficult. Uh, Because, you know, if you're playing in the lineup every day, um, it's a little bit more difficult um, because, you know, that's just you're ready on a day to day basis. You know, you're going to play. But when you don't know that you're going to play, it's really kind of hard to uh, to practice and be ready for uh, being called upon a moment's notice. So taking a look at the free agents that are going to be up for uh, uh, free agents this year, it's going to be Justin Schultz, Michael Kempney. And then it's going to be Matt Irwin, Tobias Geiser, and Lucas Johansson. Johansson uh, those are some AHL players in there as well. So Justin Schultz, uh, these guys also have club options. So I think that you know Justin Schultz and Michael Kempney and Matt Irwin, I would not be surprised one bit if the Washington Capitals moved on uh, from them just based on that. And then taking a look at next year, uh, this is also club option. Dmitry Orloff, Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and then uh, some AHL players, uh, uh, Alexander Alexiev, and then Martin Faravari on the big team, of course. Um, so I think there's going to be some questions next year, uh, 2023. Who is going to be uh, playing on the Washington Capitals as far as defense? You know, I I would like to think that they're going to keep Dmitry Orlov and Nick Jensen because if you're going to move on from one of those players, you'd like to think that whoever you're getting in place of them is going to be better. And, uh, you know, it's you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better defenseman than Dmitry Orloff and uh, Nick Jensen. And, you know, it's easy to look at certain players in a vacuum and say, you know, that player's better, you know, just based on brief snapshots. But when the rubber meets the road, you take a look at a player like Dmitry Orloff, like I say, a rugged player. You know, he's a really tough guy out on the ice, and he can score goals. So to have a defenseman that can score really great goals out there as well. Uh, Those guys aren't, you know, easy to find out there. And if you do find them, you're going to uh, pay a heavy price for them. So I think that, you know, to everyone that says that the Washington Capitals defense is where uh, they're breaking down and why all the goals are scoring. They're not really doing the research and they're not looking at the statistics. All right. After the break here, we are going to talk about the game, game number five and uh, the significance of that game. And then we're also going to talk about the net-minding situation. Is it going to be Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek? It seems like a no-brainer, but is it? But first, summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for summer adventures. The best part about built bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With built bars, you can have both and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that built bars, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the puffs yet? We are going crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and Even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like churro and has 140 calories? Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mix Box. The mix Box comes with 12 flavors, bars, and puffs. Built Bars make sure that there is something for everyone. You want to know what my favorite flavor is? It's the churro, of course. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. And 17 grams of protein, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. So, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at
1: built.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Flash cashback debit. Discover bank member FDIC. In this
0: final segment, we are going to talk about the game uh, tonight. And this game is going to be have a big impact out there. Make no mistake about it. Uh, like I said in the earlier part of the show, I think that whoever wins the game tonight is going to win the series. Like I said, they had their opportunity to play well in Florida. They had uh, their opportunity to play well in Washington. Well, now the series goes back to Florida, and uh, the ball's kind of in the Florida Panthers' court because they're playing at home, even though the Washington Capitals have played better on the road, as odd as that sounds. So I think that the Washington Capitals are going to have their work cut out for them because I think that the Florida Panthers are going to be riding on that wave, that momentum of positivity that they won in overtime. And, uh, you know, they kind of stuck it to this Washington Capitals team that led for a majority of the game. But that's what I'm talking about. The keys to success for this game is five-on-five hockey, not spending too much time in the penalty box. That was the one thing that Peter Laviolette talked about: is that there wasn't enough five-on-five hockey. When you take some of the best goal scorers off the ice and in the penalty box, that really brings the advantage to the Florida Panthers, as we well know, have great goal scoring potential. Uh, they have many goal scores, over 30 goals in the season, and uh, they, you know, that's what the they're going to dial up in this next game. Make no mistake about it; they're going to try to draw penalties. And uh, let's hope that the Washington Capitals, this veteran-laden group, is going to be smarter than that. They do not want to fall in the traps that the Florida Panthers are setting in front of them. So that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to have some sort of, you know, um, tolerance for what they're going to throw at them. They're going to have to have discipline and not fall into the traps that the Florida Panthers set in front of them. And five-on-five is how you're going to win a hockey game against that Florida Panthers team, but also peppering Bob with shots. That's the book on him is that he plays well through the season, but then when he's in the postseason, season, he is a little bit more unsure and allows a lot more soft goals. So what do the Washington Capitals have to do? They have to pepper him with shots from every angle possible. It doesn't have to be a beautiful goal. It can be kind of a bouncing puck or a wobbly puck. It really doesn't matter. The book on him is, is that if you hit him with enough shots, they're going to leak through and, And that's what the Capitals have to do. Also, their Achilles heel is defense. I know that they do have Ekblad back, and that did kind of solidify that lineup. But still, the book on them this year is that they lack a little bit in defense. But the biggest advantage that the Washington Capitals have going for them over the Florida Panthers is that this is a group, by and large, that has played together for a long time. Except for the Netminders, this is pretty much the same nucleus as the 2018 team, and they know how to do it. You know, a lot of times people like to look at this Capitals and team and they say they're an old team, but that is to their advantage. This is a team that knows how to win in, in high-pressure situations, as you know, when they won the Stanley Cup. And it's a group that knows how to work well together. And then there's just certain intangibles to um, the fact that they're probably more mature. I mean, I know that there are some veterans on that Florida Panthers team, but it's not a group that's been intact for nearly as long as the Washington Capitals have been. And that is what they're going to have to use for their advantage. And, you know, just be rise above and and be smarter than that. And then they're going to have to get really great net minding. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about here is net minding? I think that is most likely going to be Ilya Samsonov. I would be really surprised uh, if they flipped it at this point and went back to Vitek Vanacek. I just think that that kind of causes a bit of a power struggle. But uh, that's my prediction is they'll go back to Ilya Samsonov tonight. And uh, they hope to get another great performance out of him. Because let's be honest with you, the last game, Ilya Samsonov kept them in the game for the line share of the game. Uh, You know, it went to overtime, and uh, they ended up not going in their favor. But Ilya Samsonov made the saves when he needed to make them. He didn't allow a lot of soft goals, uh, which he kind of did earlier in the season. There's one goal, I think, in there that was what you would call a quote-unquote soft goal. But by and large, I think that the Capitals have to be all in on Ilya Samsonov because, let's face it, that's that's all that's left. You know, they chose not to make any moves at the trade deadline they're willing to go down with the ship with Sam Sonoff or Vitek Vanacek, I really think it's a a remote possibility that they go with uh, Hunter Shepard or um, Zach Fukali, whoever that ends up being on the team. Right now, it's Hunter Shepard. But you know, unless barring some injury, that's who they're going to battle with in these games: is Samsonov and Vanacek, and they need to have faith in them that they're going to do well. And it seems like the Washington Capitals do have faith in them, so I think us as fans need to as well. I know that there's been inconsistency this season, and uh, th- there's going to be time to deal with the future of Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek in the off season. But the task at hand right now is to win Game 5. Game 5 winner decides the winner of the series. That's my take, and I'm going to stick to that. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that you know both teams are really going to bring it I think, like I say, the Florida Panthers team is riding high with their success and they think they're going to, you know, that they've got what it takes to shut down this Capitals. Well, the Washington Capitals have got to prove to them that, no, we are the veteran team. We are the ones with the pedigree of winning in the playoffs. We have actually won a Stanley Cup in 2018, and we plan on winning another one this year. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup goal. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. It is only audio form. I I do apologize. There was some issues, some technical issues. So if you do go to YouTube, you can still listen there, but there is no video there. But uh, we will hope to have that fixed by the next episode for sure. But once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Let's hope for a great win tonight so the Capitals can move on to the next round. Thank you for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on
1: Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.